Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome to this episode of the Strategy and Leadership, folks. My name is Anthony Taylor. My guest today is Ryan Kugler. Ryan, what's happening for you? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's a good day here. I'm based in Southern California. It's sunny out. Fantastic. It's nice. It's nice when, I don't know what it is. Life could be crappy, but if the sun is out, um, it makes it that much more bearable. And Southern California is probably a pretty good place for that. So Yeah, the weather's a little nice, but you get your vitamin D from the sun. So that's good. That'll, That'll help with sicknesses. (laughs) <laughs> well, exactly. Well, we won't we won't go there. No, 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 no. We're not going to go down that path. Let's, <laughs> let's just turn on any TV channel. It's all over. <laughs> Absolutely. I am curious as to what keeps you busy. So you're the president of multiple companies, ideal content, the plan B, and probably at least one or two others. So tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what keeps you busy, and what keeps you engaged in the day to day. Well, thank you. First, where are you located right now? Uh, Vancouver, Canada. Actually, I'm in Trail, BC today. Okay, good. Good for you. Welcome. Um, Okay, so my name is Ryan, um, and I appreciate the intro. That was very nice. Thank you. Uh, I'm here in Los Angeles, California, LA, California, and basically I've been here for about 20 years, and I run three different companies at the same time, and I call it a layered company, which really means that the employees we have do work for all three companies. So if you're marketing, you're not just marketing for one company, you're doing the marketing for three different companies. Your operations, the same thing. Finance, the same thing. I feel that kind of changes the playing field for anyone who wants to work for us because it's like you're not doing the same job of just stamping a widget on a conveyor belt. You actually have some variety and some diversity in what you're doing. And every day you could be doing something totally different in a totally different industry because I own three different companies in three different industries. One is called the Plan B, which is in the wholesale retail trade. So we're buying and selling widgets, products, and selling it to retail stores. The other one is a marketing business or so working with clients who need high-end marketing, like we do these specialized brochures that play a video when you open it. It's called a video brochure. And then we have an event company. And the event company basically does a lot of charity, nonprofit, corporate events. We don't do any like weddings. It's not personal. So if you're a nonprofit and you want to put on like, you know, a team building or a charity run walk to raise funds, we are the event company that people would call. Being that COVID hopefully is slowing down, we're back in business and have about 25 books so far for this year events. Um, and these are mainly for nonprofits, for ailments, just to help with their camaraderie of bringing people together and raising funds and awareness for whatever cause they represent. So that's, that's how I stay busy. I have been busy. Uh, the event business actually is doing the best right now, ironically. It, it is a little strange, but a lot of people are booking events as people want to get back out and go see people and see things again. And as the restrictions are coming down, that's kind of nice. Awesome. Well, I, our listeners know if they're going to plan a cool event, whether it's in Southern California or not, they know how to reach out to you. Or um, not, yes, nationwide. Find, oh, okay, perfect. What I find cool is how you have, like, there's a lot of people who use a shared services model where they say, hey, marketing for this, but it's all internal. What are some of the benefits that you've seen or putting your people in that, in that model? And what are some of the challenges that you've seen incorporating that with your team? So the benefits are someone I think is happy and excited to come to work because they're doing something different. Work can become very mundane in today's times. 
But that's I see the benefit is that. So when you hire an employee, you're not just working at one company, you're doing all three. And actually when I do interviews and bring in new people and they, you know, I do the listing that they're going to work for this company and then they do their research, which by the way, I love if someone's looking for a job and research is who they're going to, you know, go interview with. And they come and say, hey, so you own these other two companies. I go, yeah, guess what? You're going to do that too. And they're like, oh my God, that's so great. I always wanted to help out on an event. So that's good. The, the downside of it is, it's going to sound funny to your listeners and to you is, if you're dealing with a guy named John at Target Stores and the other company is dealing with Target Stores under a different angle, we go, wait, who, who are we doing business with and, and which part of the company is doing this? So that's what I find actually funny because we have three companies have done business with the same company. So sometimes we have to just kind of sort that out and figure it out of, wait, what are we talking about? We need to step back for a minute. Or, you know, if, if I get a phone call and it's a guy named John and he just calls and says, hey, it's John, let's talk about this. And I'm like, okay, what are we talking about again? Help me out here. <laughs> so, yeah, so you have to spend that additional time sort of contextualizing both the internal work and then the, you know, supplier relationships. And I'm sure various things is a bit of time spending that. But on the flip side, I hear that your employees don't get bored, which is key. And then you as a business owner, you know, you don't have to over, you don't have to grow too big from a headcount piece because you just kind of keep a, a lean, for lack of a better word, uh, headcount on all of the various businesses. You are correct. And that's correct. I mean, the only downside is when the guy calls and says, hey, it's John. And I got to say, what's this about? He gets mad. He goes, how come you don't know me? It's like, John, I know John. <laughs> I have 10 Johns in my address book. I apologize. So that, that part kind of makes me look bad if I have to question who it is. Like if you called and said, hey, it's Anthony. I go, okay, is it Anthony from XYZ Company or Anthony from this? I got an Anthony who sometimes. So as a president of all of these companies, how do you keep yourself organized? Because, you know, we've got a lot of clients that they run multiple businesses, they're involved in different ventures, they wear uh, different hats, whether that's like being a board member or what have you, you know, what are some of the like two or three really uh, things that keep you focused, keeps you aligned and help you uh, progressing in the work that you do? Well, what keeps me aligned is you, you want to write your goals and you want to write your to-do list, your targets. That That is really key. And I recommend that to anyone. And any motivational speaker will say that is you really want to before you go home or in the morning, write down what you're going to try to achieve that day. What is your goal? Like if you're a salesman or a business owner, you're going to say, hey, I want to get this sale. I want to get this deal or whatever. And that would be a goal. If you're just XYZ worker and your job is just to go to work and stamp this or do that, then just write down what you have to do if there's any other tasks, because it's going to make you look good for your boss and he's going to want to you know, promote you or whatever. So that's one way that I stay organized is I, I have a to-do list. I have a goal list. I have targets that I have to achieve. To, you know, I mean, basically I have my CRM software open, which is really an address book, as we all know, and email, and that's what I'm really doing. And, you know, and I do keep meetings very limited. So anyone I talk to or on a Zoom call or whatever, you know, I even had this two days ago, someone said, hey, let's have a two hour Zoom. And I said, nope one hour max. So it's just, you know, because I also lose attention on it. And I guess because I'm able to juggle a lot of balls, you know, just like in the event business, you're able to do a lot dealing with thousands of people coming to you with different problems. I guess it's just install. It's a talent of mine. I, I can't play basketball like LeBron James, but I can put on an event and deal with everybody's problem. I got that. So um, as a business owner, and it's just like more of a human being, you know, when we chatted in the kind of intro, you said, you know, I just like want to be able to give back to other people and, and, and share how I, you know, got here and things that'll make their life better. You know, for you, as you went along this journey, 
how did you get involved with, with all of these businesses? Did you just say like, oh, here's a cool thing I could do. And you ran with it and then like repeated that a bunch of times. And, and that's how you got to here because obviously you've had like a lot of success and you do some cool things. So what drives you personally? So that is a good question. I, I remember when I was working, when I was out of high school, I worked for the family business, which was a distribution business, which I guess I was born into and kind of, that's one of the businesses I still own. And I just wanted to work and I just wanted to just make money and have something to do. I, I was, and I lived, you know, in an, an ocean city at the time in Florida. I didn't really care about going to the beach or anything like that and hanging out or surfing or whatever. I just wanted to work. That's just how I was raised and that's how I was born. And that's how my mind thought. And I mean, everyone has their pattern or pattern in life that they follow. That was mine. And so I got into the family business, which is a wholesale business and did it and pivoted and changed it and kind of moved it around a little bit and now created my own wholesale business, not with the family anymore. Totally fine. And then I basically at the same time was doing a hobby on the side of events. So I would go help out events on the weekend with a nonprofit organization. I was the, you know, the, the executive director and it just started getting out. Like people wanted to hire me to do their event. And, you know, when 2008 happened, I didn't like that my pay was going to get cut in the wholesale business. So I said, Hey, why don't I just start doing events too and make money? And it's a weekend gig. So I did that. So that there was my second business that I started, I guess you can say, and it's really a weekend gig. So I don't play golf on the weekend. I go help out events and the events I do are usually early in the morning. Cause it's like a 5k run charity run walk. So I'm back at my house at 10 AM, which is great. So I'm there to play with the kids. And then I did create a third business, a marketing business, which makes these high-end brochures for customers. And I just decided to do that at the same time. And I just felt, you know, if you have three businesses or if you have a business and two side hustles, which I know a lot of people do now, everybody has some type of side hustle that they're doing, whether they're selling a product on Amazon or, you know, a consultant here or something, I guess you can say it's my side hustles. And I just continue to juggle them all because I just look at it like, okay, I stay busy. I'm happy. I'm in three different industries, so I'm never relying on one thing. So if I if the job I have goes south, like it did in recession and went down a little bit, I would be screwed. So I decided to have other businesses just in case that happens again. And I'm actually looking for a fourth, but I don't want to be active in it. I want to be silent, a silent partner, yeah. et cetera. Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. Now get us back to the episode. Well, I think it's a cool way of turning both, you know, what you like doing, like the passion into real opportunity. And, and that's what's cool. You know, when you say like, hey, like I saw a, a van that said like, follow your dreams and you'll be happy. Then, you know, it's like, well, yes. And it sounds like the work that you do, that you genuinely enjoy it, you, it's part of your life and you get to contribute to it. And you've gotten it to a place where the system structure and processes that you had in place, you know, help you maintain that on a personal level while also maintaining, you know, the level of balance that you like in your life to be able to like hang out with your kids, but you can do sleep in like Saturday morning or support a group doing a 10K, like freaking awesome. And, yeah, and I really like the diversification. I, I, I'm doing God's work and helping out these nonprofits, which is very rewarding to go out and do that. And that's how it started. 
is by doing this, I was working for free, just helping out events. And then they just, people just started inquiring to me and saying, Hey, would you help manage my event? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll charge you something. So I started doing something on the fun that I like. So I'm, I'm acknowledging what you said and I agree with you. And yes, doing all these businesses helps. And which is why I like to do these podcasts too, because there is a part of life that is a little different now, which maybe you and your listeners have seen is, you know, as people are coming out of high school, there's certain things that they don't know how to do or what to do. And I like to do these podcasts to tell people, hey, here's what's been done successfully. Like, you know, you can call me an old timer or a young timer or whatever, but you know, like, hey, in business, if someone calls you or emails you, return their call, reply to their email type thing, you know? And I found that some people in today's age are not taught that in school. Mm. So on that vein, uh, you know, what else do you want, you know, the young leaders, the younger people who listen to our podcast, because there's probably about a quarter of them are in that kind of 18 to 25 age. You know, what are some of those like life lessons that, that really shaped how you got to where you are right now that you'd like to share with them? That's a good question. For, so for the 75% that are not these younger listeners, I'm sure they're probably going, good, what's he going to say? <laughs> so you never know. But, you know, I found my successes in business are really number one, to be persistent. And I don't mean aggressive because I know the word aggressive means something else today, but being persistent, which means just follow up, follow through. Don't give up so easily. If the person doesn't answer the phone, don't just say, they didn't answer the phone and be done and never make the call again. You know, that that's one thing. Two, to follow your dreams and write down your goals. You know, that is something mm-hmm. that everyone should do, whatever the business they're going to get into, because most people may go work at McDonald's or a plant or a business being a CPA. That's great. But you do want to have some guiding guidance or post of, of where to go. And if you write it down and go, hey, you know, I'd like to own a business and I'm a, I want to be a, the number one horse trainer. Write it down and then write down the steps you got to do to it. You know, and the other thing is, is, you know, whether you're going in sales or owning a business or working from someone else, you want to always be improving yourself too. You know, there are sections in bookstores, if there's still a bookstore around your neighborhood, that are like motivational, which will help you to teach you these things. And anyone who's listening to this podcast is reaching for help, meaning they're, they're listening to you, they're getting advice, which is great. So well done to you, the listener, and well done to you hosting this. So, but you know, those are some good starts, but you know, really just, you know, simple common sense things and be logical and just, you know, see what other business people have done and just, you know, that, that might try it. It might work for you. Yeah. I I hear an undertone of intentionality to everything that you talk about that while it might occur as happenstance, that everything that you did was with intention and you intentionally built, you know, the life that you have, it was by design. And then you keep working towards it, which is both the personal satisfying thing, but also professionally uh, leading you to continued and greater success. I do agree. And I like that you brought up the word intention. That is actually one of my favorite words because, you know, someone once asked me, you know, like when I was lower down the rank and I was a salesperson, you know, the, the other salesman would come to me and go, your sales are so high. How come? What is it? What, what, what is, what is the one thing you do that one thing, like they said in the movie city slickers. And I'm like, it's intention. I decide that I'm going to do it. I really, you know, I say, okay, here's my goal. I'm going to go close that sale with target stores tomorrow. And it's going to be a million dollar sale or invoice. And then I just decide, and then I go after it. So yes, a lot of people, you need to have intention. And sometimes intention is hard to find and it's hard to get to that point where you can decide. But technically people have intention every day. They don't know it. They're hungry. They want to go eat. They have the intention to go to the grocery store or the restaurant to get food. So they are doing it unbeknownst to them. You know, they have to drop their XYZ off at the airport and there's traffic and it's gridlock. Well, they have intention to get to the airport to drop the person off or to get to the plane. So it is there. They just need to apply it to business. So if you have a blue collar 
you know, listener working and he wants to get a raise or whatever, well, he just needs to decide, you know, state what you want to do, decide that you're going to do it. That's the key, decide, which is part of intention, and then go after it. So do the extra mile, go the extra work, you know, check in early, leave late, ask to take on other tasks. And it might not come right away. I have to admit, you know, everything I've picked and anyone who writes a goal, it doesn't happen tomorrow and it might not happen in a year. It might not happen in five years, but you just have to keep going after it and not give up. Yeah. And I think the, the big thing out of that is there's the wishing, yes. there's the goal setting, and then there's the action that falls behind it. And I find uh, as a serial entrepreneur myself is that, yes, I'm very lucky, fortunate, but I put myself in a position to be ready for those opportunities. And like you said, you don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to come. But if they, uh, life rewards hard work, mm-hmm. I believe. And I'm super biased. But, you know, uh, there's people who are unlucky and that's a whole other story. But I think that, you know, putting yourself in a position in an advantage to be able to take advantage of those things is great. And yeah, yeah. which applies in life and business and, and all of the things, uh, notwithstanding general life challenges. I totally agree. And you're correct. And you and I are on the same page and we could probably go and have a coffee or a beer and talk about this for hours. And it does really like, you know, one thing I've noticed is, okay, if you have the intention to do this or you're going after this one goal, you might not get that goal, but you know what? Another opportunity might present itself from a different direction that's just as good or similar. So if you want to be the best horse trainer and you're working towards it and you're working towards it, but then all of a sudden you see world calls and says, actually, we want you to handle, you know, the dolphins. There you go. You kind of along the same line. It's just different. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. It's yeah. yeah, Just putting yourself in a place to do that. And I think uh, going back to, you know, especially in this career change. So the great resignation, which we talk a lot about people loving their job or hating their jobs. You know, a lot of people I think got put in their jobs by accident. They said, I just needed a job. Well, you got the job that you wanted by accident, you know, crafting that and shaping that and putting yourself in a place to succeed, whether that's in career, personal life, professional life, romantic life, I'm not going to talk about dating today. That's our next episode. And just, yeah, doing all that. But I believe that there's a lot of opportunity for anybody, especially in this kind of internet world where, you know, you can become either TikTok famous or create a drop shipping business, like pretty fast, the barriers to entry are so low. And so, yeah, it's a great time. So no, that's true. Right. Every three, all three businesses I have was accidental. I actually did not intend on getting in each one. It just happenstance happened to happen. And the first business I got into the family business, which is the wholesale business, you know, I actually I left home, call it, I ran away, and then I went, you know, my tail between my whatever, and came back and said, "Hey, can I get a job?" My dad said, "Great, you can work here and you can do this, and this is you're not even getting paid. You get full commission." And I went okay, and now here I am, thirty years later, and pretty much still doing the same thing and making X amount. That's awesome. Uh, my first job, I delivered uh, newspapers at nine years old uh, well, just because right. I wanted, I just needed some money. But not about me, about you. Last question, Ryan. As you look forward to what's happening in life, what are you challenged with still? What is something that you're like, oh, I haven't been able to solve this and it's the next peak of your personal and professional development? That's a good question. Uh, you know, the first that, what am I challenged with? Well, technology is always, the, the changing of technology every day is always challenging. From mm-hmm. Microsoft doing an, an update and now Outlook is different and I got to figure out where the freeze pains problems is. You know, that, that's challenging. So technology changing, um, you know, communicating. So, you know, when I started, you know, right out of high school and I was a salesman on the phone, you'd, you'd pick up the phone, you'd make a call. Well, sure, you could still do that, but today people don't answer phones. Today people, you get into voicemails. Some companies 
don't even have phones at desks. Like I was in a conversation with someone who worked at a very prominent company, one of the top media companies in the world, and said, we don't even have a phone at our desk anymore. I'm like, well, how does someone get a hold of you? He goes, well, my cell phone. Well, how do we get the cell phone number? He goes, I don't know. Best of luck. So there are challenges now in getting a hold of people to communicate, to sell a product or service to. And there's so many different ways to communicate. Back when I started, it was, you know, you make a phone call, you write a letter or send a fax. And now it's everything from LinkedIn to social media to WhatsApp to, to all different, to texting, to emailing, to, you know, all these different ways to communicate with someone. So that's challenging, you know, because each person does have their new way of being communicated to. And some people coming out of high school don't use email or use Facebook or use that or don't not even on LinkedIn and they don't know. So that, that's that's probably the most. I would love to get a, a better grasp on that or to learn it more or to learn, you know, I, I've posted ads on social media or whatever, but I'd love to be a pro at it more, even though I don't think there's much of a return in my business because I don't sell to a consumer on social media <laughs> because I think social media is used more for B2C, which is business to consumer sales. Got that. Well, I think so to the point of, of communication and selling, um, it has both gotten easier because you can use all of many mediums, different ways, <laughs> but also harder because it's like, oh, sorry, good luck, bud. Like try to get a hold of me. So yeah. uh, what, what I take away from our conversation today is, you know, life never stops its challenges. But the flip side of that is it never stops its opportunities. And I look forward to hearing whatever your fourth or fifth business is, Ryan, because I think it'll be uh, really, really cool. So um, how can our listeners uh, get a hold of you? How can they learn more about the various companies that you uh, engage in? Yeah, I've, so I, I own a marketing business and the website is idealcontent.com. So one word, idealcontent.com. Uh, so if someone's looking for specialized marketing, thank you for letting me promote that. Uh, I own an event business. Yes, we do events all over the country, uh, not just here in California. We, we have some already scheduled in Atlanta and New York and Pennsylvania and Texas. But that the name of the company is A5 Events, so the letter A, the number five, and the word events, which is plural. And then I own a wholesale business. So what we do is we basically help people with distribution of their products, whether it's inventory they can't move, liquidation closeouts, or they're looking for a new home or just look, trying to get into a certain retailer marketplace. That's called aplanb.com. So those, you know, or just go to ryancoogler.com if you see the name spelling on that thing. It's just .com after that and we're good to go. Awesome. I appreciate that, Ryan. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. And it's been a blast, like, getting to know you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Fantastic, folks. Thank you for listening and watching and participating wherever you are. I appreciate you being here. This has been another episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being you. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that'll help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it, it'll help your team think more strategically, and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's going to give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful, and we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus, you can use the code PODCAST for $100 off. The course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course 
Use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.